Morning, y'all. I'm Katie Kamen, and it's Monday, May 22nd. On this date in 1964, President Lyndon Johnson outlined the goals of what he called the Great Society. During a speech at the University of Michigan, he said the idea rests on abundance in liberty for all. He also said it demanded an end to poverty and racial injustice, two things the nation still battles all these years later. And on this date in 1992, after 30 years, Johnny Carson signed off from The Tonight Show for the final time. There were no guests on that final show, but the night before, Carson welcomed two special guests to the stage. Do you remember who they were? I'll have that answer coming up. But first, let's head over to the Live 5 First Alert Weather Center for a look at that Monday forecast. Good morning, everyone. Meteorologist Chris Holtzman here. We're looking at a mostly cloudy sky for the day. Some sunshine with temperatures near 80 degrees. We have high pressure to the north, a front stall to our south. That should keep most of the rain to our south and west today. We'll be mainly dry with the temperatures today near 80 degrees. And Future Tracker verifies again most of the rain will be across Georgia as the front is stalled near there. So we'll see some sunshine from time to time. For tonight, temperatures back in the 60s. It will be mostly cloudy and mild. And our seven-day forecast verifies we have highs for the day in the low 80s. We're near 80 on Tuesday. We keep that rain chance around for the rest of the week as an area of low pressure develops near the coast. You're listening to Morning Y'all, your local headlines and first alert weather forecast. Powered by the Low Country's news leader, Live 5 News. Now, let's get to your morning headlines. New this morning, the South Carolina Highway Patrol is investigating after a fatal crash in Orangeburg County. Troopers say the crash happened Saturday around 8.30. A car was traveling north on Highway 321, about five miles north of Orangeburg. Troopers say the car ran off the road and hit a tree. The driver, who was the only occupant, was killed. Their identity has not yet been released. Also new this morning, a man has been arrested after the Charleston County Sheriff's Office says he barricaded himself inside of a home on Johns Island. Deputies say they received a report around 9 o'clock last night about a domestic disturbance on Hollington Road. According to the sheriff's office, a female victim was able to get out of the house, but the male suspect stayed inside with a gun. The suspect did eventually come out around 11 o'clock last night, and he surrendered without any issues. No injuries were reported. Charges are still pending. The North Charleston Police Department says officers are working with the FBI in, in a search for a man they say is armed and dangerous. Michael Burham has active warrants out of New York for rape and is a suspect in a homicide investigation. Yesterday, officers were called to Rivers Avenue in reference to kidnapping. A report says, two, uh, says officers met with two victims who say they live in Pennsylvania, were kidnapped from their house and driven to North Charleston by Burham. Officers say he may no longer have facial hair and may have changed his hairstyle. North Charleston police say he is armed and dangerous and if located, contact the FBI. That number is on your screen there. South Carolina Senator Tim Scott is making a special announcement this morning right here in the Lowcountry. That special announcement being his formal declaration for a 2024 White House run. Alicia Wimberly joins us live this morning from North Charleston. So Alicia, tell us where the senator will be today for the announcement and what some of his opponents and Democrats have to say. Good morning. <laughs> 
Yeah, Nick, Katie, good morning. The Republican senator filed paperwork to run for president in 2024 this past Friday. Today, Senator Tim Scott will officially announce his decision to run for president of the United States right here at Charleston Southern University. Towards the end of April, Scott announced after a town hall in downtown Charleston that he'd have a decision on his presidential campaign by today. Scott had been touring multiple states, headlining his Faith in America tour. He launched his presidential exploratory committee last month and emphasized his faith, his race, and growing up as the son of a single mother. Since Friday's announcement of Scott filing for paperwork, former President Donald Trump's team released a statement on Scott's announcement saying, quote, Tim Scott's entrance means Scott sees the same thing as others. The path to second place is wide open. Scott joins a growing list of GOP candidates entering the race, including former President Donald Trump, former Arkansas Governor Asa Hutchinson, former South Carolina Governor Nikki Haley, and biotech entrepreneur Vivek Ramaswamy. The South Carolina Democratic Party also weighed in on Scott's expected announcement, saying, quote, Tim Scott tries to make himself a moderate Republican to the press, yet he cannot name a single policy difference between himself and Donald Trump. And Tim Scott has been a champion for special interests in big corporations at the expense of working families. Well, the announcement is set to kick off this morning at 11 a.m. and doors open at 9.30 a.m. We'll be following this story and we'll have coverage throughout the day. Reporting live in North Charleston, Alicia Wimberly, Live 5 News. Back to y'all. All right, thank you, Alicia Bum. Well, after his expected announcement this morning, Tim Scott will have a busy day ahead of him. His team says Scott will travel to Sioux City, Iowa, for a tour of a Christian school. And ahead of Senator Scott's announcement, he's already secured a key endorsement. CNN has learned fellow Republican Senator John Thune of South Dakota says he plans to endorse Scott. Thune is the minority whip. He holds the second most powerful position for the GOP in the Senate. Now, Scott, meanwhile... He's the only black Republican in the Senate. At the same time, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis is expected to officially enter the 2024 presidential race very soon. One Republican source says DeSantis plans to file paperwork declaring his candidacy with the Federal Election Commission this week with a formal announcement coming the following week in DeSantis' hometown of Dunedin, Florida. DeSantis also appears set to gather top fundraisers in South Florida this weekend. The government of the Philippines brought a variety of services during a low country stop over the weekend, helping locals with their paperwork, passports, and other legal documents. Our Ray Urena spoke with them about their mission to help as many people as possible. Around 300 people took advantage of the Philippine Embassy's visit to the low country as they helped renew some legal documents. The Embassy's consulate set up shop at the Filipino Community Center in North Charleston, located around a mile off Rivers Avenue. Locals were able to renew their passports, reacquire the Philippine citizenship, and register for overseas voting. The community center's president says there are about 12,000 Filipinos who live in the low country, mainly in Goose Creek. Officials say they travel throughout the Southeast and Caribbean for Filipinos who can't make it to D.C. to work on their paperwork. Well, definitely they're so happy because uh, they don't have to go all the way to, to D.C. Well, in terms of their time and money to spend to fly all the way to D.C., then they find it really convenient that, that we are able to come over to where they are and perform our concert outreach. This was the first visit for the consulate to the area since 2019. No word yet on when their next visit will be. In the newsroom, Ray Arena, Live 5 News. 
All right, thank you, Ray. Well, the North Charleston Police Department is looking to honor a girls basketball team after winning three state straight state titles. Now, the NCPD's COPS athletic program will host a parade today celebrating the Lady Eagles basketball team of Military Magnet Academy. The parade will take place this morning at 9, beginning at Rivers Avenue and Carver Avenue. It will proceed eastbound through the roundabout at Chicora Elementary School, back to Rivers Avenue, and end in the rear of Military Magnet Academy. A big congratulations to all of the Lady Eagles. And we have an important traffic alert for later this week. Country singer Zach Bryan is bringing his tour to the North Charleston Coliseum Wednesday. And officials are expecting a packed house. going to be a good concert. Attendees are encouraged to carpool, arrive early, and use rideshare services. The North Charleston Coliseum parking lots will open at 4 p.m., but overflow parking will be at the North Charleston Fire Museum and Tanger Outlets. Stores are set to open at 6.30. That show begins at 8.00. A Charleston County jury has found a man guilty in connection to a 2019 North Charleston shooting. Taquan Denard Cooper has been found guilty of assault and battery and possession of a weapon. Solicitor Scarlett Wilson says the jury reached its verdict Wednesday afternoon following the third day of trial. The judge sentenced Cooper to the maximum sentence of 20 years. On March 20, 2019, North Charleston police say a victim was walking down Orvin Street toward his home when Cooper and his co-defendant Ahmed Stevens started shooting. According to reports, they fired 37 shots at the victim, hitting him in the leg. A search warrant led to the finding of two firearms used in the shooting, as well as more than 150 additional unfired rounds and an extended magazine. The Ninth Circuit Solicitor's Office says Cooper was also accused of being involved in the 2021 North Charleston shooting that killed 14-year-old Ranjane Smith. Cooper is facing numerous charges in that case, including involuntary manslaughter. A gas station and convenience store chain has released a statement after a judge denied its request to be dropped from a wrongful death lawsuit. Parker's Kitchen's attorney has released a statement saying, while we believe summary judgment should have been granted, we remain confident a jury will use their common sense and find that Tajiha Cohen and Parker's are not responsible for the death of Mallory Beach. Parker's Kitchen was named as one of the defendants in the lawsuit filed by the family of Mallory Beach. She was the 19-year-old killed in 2019 after being thrown from a boat reportedly driven by the late son of convicted killer Alec Murdoch. The lawsuit alleges Paul Murdoch, who was underage at the time of the crash, was able to buy alcohol from a Parker store and then get behind the wheel of the boat. Parker's corporation says the sale was valid because Paul used his older brother's valid ID. We want to give you a quick traffic alert. Tomorrow, multiple agencies will be holding several traffic checkpoints in Dorchester County. The purpose of the county's Zero Tolerance Initiative is to create a safer environment for all of Dorchester County residents and visitors. There will be checkpoints at the, uh, from 9 a.m. until 4 p.m. from the town of Dorchester all the way to Orangeburg County and Colleton County lines. Well, looking ahead to your Memorial Day weekend, the state's Department of Natural Resources is providing courtesy boat inspections to ensure a safe holiday on the waterways. Mark your calendars for this Saturday during the holiday weekend. Officers say it will consist of a quick but thorough inspection for life jackets, registration, and safety equipment. They will also be available for questions and tips on water safety. To get your courtesy boat inspection, just head to the Wapu Cut Landing in Charleston County from 10 a.m. to noon, Saturday, May 27th.
At the top of the show, I told you that on this date in 1992, Johnny Carson ended his 30-year reign as host of The Tonight Show. The final guests he welcomed to the stage the night before his very last show were Robin Williams and Bette Midler. Midler's rendition of One More for the Road even had Johnny in tears. Celebrating birthdays this Monday, actor-director Richard Benjamin is 85 and model Naomi Campbell turns 53. We hope you have a great start to your week. Thank you so much for joining us for another episode of Morning, Y'all. I'm Katie Kamen. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Morning, Y'all is produced every weekday morning. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and download the Live 5 News app for your mobile device. Get the latest news and weather updates 24-7 from Live 5 News, a Low Country's news leader.